Welcome to Business as a Magical Practice, where your business is the vehicle for your self-integration and soul evolution. My name is Sam Garcia, and I'm the founder of Dirty Alchemy Digital Marketing. And I'll be guiding you through how you can use your business as a spiritual practice and what magical businesses are doing to hit their goals and change the world. Together, we'll be relating the mystical to the world of business so that our work can unite spirit and matter, shadow and light, conscious and unconscious. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Business as a Magical Practice. Today, I am in with our special guest, trauma-informed witch, Bryn Bamber. Hi, Bryn. Hi. So happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. And if you don't know her, she lived for years as a sensitive perfectionist with anxiety coursing through her veins and through core energetics, she began to find the root cause of why she's so anxious and take steps to drastically reduce her suffering. She works with artists, healers, and entrepreneurs to help them overcome imposter syndrome and make more money with their gifts through healing childhood habits, patterns, and trauma. Her story about the path to healing has been featured on Tiny Buddha, Introvert Fear, and the Courage Makers and Rare Birds podcast. So we're so excited to have you. And today, everyone, we're talking about how to work with your nervous system to get over burnout and access your magic and subsequently increase your income. So juicy, juicy. Let's do it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, I'm excited when you reached out. It's it's such a, a great topic to talk about. And I, as someone who has experienced lots and lots of periods of anxiety in my life, it's it's a topic that I love to be able to talk about. So happy you're here. And first of all, I just wanted to because when we were talking beforehand, you you brought up managing the stress cycle and completing the stress cycle. And I just want can you give a definition of what a stress cycle even is? Yes. So a stress cycle has a beginning, middle, and an end, and it's a hormonal cycle in your body. So sometimes it's referred to as fight or flight and freeze. Um, there's lots of different ways that it's described, but basically there's an outside trigger. There's something, and in... 40,000 years ago, when our brains developed, it was usually a tiger or maybe someone from a village that your village was fighting with that would start the stress cycle. But these days, you know, there aren't as many bears and tigers that we're dealing with. So sometimes it'll be an email from your boss or it'll be a news story that can start the stress cycle which then your your blood goes to your limbs it's this cycle that has helped keep us alive so your blood goes to your limbs to your teeth you stop digesting you stop even you know healing a cold because if you don't survive running away from the tiger it doesn't matter <laughs> that you have a cold so it's it's a super great system when there is an emergency if there is a fire if there is a person with a knife is if there is a bear in front of you you want your stress cycle to be happening because it's going to help you survive that situation what we're going to talk about on this episode is sometimes when that cycle gets activated but you don't have to run anywhere <laughs> you don't need you actually want because the blood actually goes away from your prefrontal cortex even. You lose access to this creative and planning and thoughtful part of your brain. Not completely, but partially because it's just like, you just gotta run. So what starts the stress cycle is something on the outside. Email, bear, something like that. What completes the stress cycle? is an inside job because this is a hormonal thing. So in the past, there would be a tiger, you would run away from it. Maybe a neighbor would open their door and you would rush inside and they would close the door and you would look in their eyes, maybe you would hug them. So the things that help us complete the stress cycle are moving your body, positive social contact of some kind. So hugging, 
kissing, even just talking to your barista and making a joke or complimenting your barista's earrings, some sort of po positive social connection are the things that help us complete the stress cycle and get back into the rest and digest phase where you know your blood is going to your inner organs again and you have more access to your prefrontal cortex is that is that enough no totally that was great i'm assuming that if we're most of us are in a stress cycle most of the day all of the time <laughs> unless we yeah. we have like yeah. Cause we're not, we're not taught how to, I, I, I was not taught how to do this as a child. No. So I assume most people I'm from the Midwest, who knows how the Californians were raised. Maybe they learned. Maybe they learned. <laughs> I was in California for three years as a kid. I didn't learn in those three years, but maybe if you stay in California your whole childhood, they get to it. Well, so I, we're, we haven't been taught about, the, about this and we're also taught in school to like, not act out which would be a part of right. moving our body and yeah. or like not talk to your friends at certain times of the day right. like that doesn't have the positive social contact so I'm assuming mo majority of people are living in this within a stress cycle yeah. and not actually getting out of it so I guess like how, how do we identify when we're in the stress cycle and um what are some actual things that we can, I mean, before let, let's get into the practical in a second. I, I, I want to make sure we're, 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 we're framing, we're framing yeah, this before we get to actually to do. Cause one of the reasons why, why you thought this topic was so perfect for this podcast today was because of everyone's listening as a magical business owner with highly intuitive person. And when we're in a stress cycle, we're not actually best able to access our intuition. Right. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. So again, when you're stressed, one of the things that happen when you're in a stress cycle, one of the things that happens is this black and white thinking safe versus unsafe. You're again, you don't have access to your prefrontal cortex. So even if you're a magical business owner, business decisions can become these crushing, stressful things. Should I post this? Should I do a live on Instagram or on Facebook? Should I use WordPress or should I use Squarespace? Should I, like all of these, you know, everyone listening, I know you all are making a hundred decisions a day. What color should I use for the background of this quote? all these little decisions when you're in a stress cycle they start to feel less life and death they start to feel like my business is going to succeed if i use mailchimp but not if i use convertkit or actually probably you're thinking the opposite at least <laughs> that's what i'm i've been hearing recently again it's hard it's harder to access your intuition, it's harder to think outside the box. It's harder to ax your creativity, which if there is a bear in front of you, this is a good thing, right? If there's a bear, I don't want you to be like, let's think about outside the box. Like, which tree should I climb? Maybe this one, maybe, maybe I should climb a jungle gym. Like, no, I want you to see one tree in front of you and be like, that tree is my path to safety. I'm gonna climb that tree. But when you're in your business and you want to connect to your intuition and you have a shit ton of cortisol in your blood, it's not, it's not helping you access that deep knowing. So part of the reason, part of my business journey has been learning this and getting out of my own stress cycle, because I definitely was a person that was like, I have to do it perfectly or my business will crumble i have to make the right decision it can manifest as perfectionism actually to answer the next question you're going to ask like how do we how you how do you know it it can manifest as perfectionism like i have to do this perfectly that can be an indicator and the more you can complete it and get to a grounded place 
a place like kind of a state of you know meditation if you're someone who meditates like that kind of feeling then you can really access your higher self or your intuition or god or whatever the universe whatever you call that magical part of you and really make your business decisions from that place decide whether to use you know mailchimp or convert kit my belief is your intuition is going to tell you and the other thing is it takes the pressure off these decisions one of the ways i help my clients access their intuition is what if both ways work what if mailchimp you know what there are people who have businesses who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars on mailchimp and on convertkit <laughs> both work so which one do you want because that can help you to access your intuition when it's not this scarcity, I need to get it right, which makes decisions really hard to make and slows down your progress as a magical entrepreneur. And I imagine it actually ends up when you're in a stress cycle, things actually take longer because you're resisting so much more because yeah. there is like background stress happening. I can think for, for myself, like whenever I feel like my to-do list is completely overwhelming, it's often not what's actually on the to-do list. It's because I'm resisting something on the to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> so then there's like this like background, the background apps are open <laughs> in my brain. Totally. And there's just some resistance around it. And I'm just imagining when you're in a stress cycle and your brain isn't working at, in a way that we want it to be working at that time and our hormones are all jacked out of place that it, things just don't actually happen as easeful, graceful, synchronistically as we would want them to. Yeah, everything is harder. Life just feels hard. And that is sometimes what does lead or it can be a piece of what leads to burnout is like everything just feels so hard and everything is pulling this boulder up a hill because you're in this tense place where I got to get it right. I got to get it perfect or else it's going to fail. And then you're there's a difference of being like tired at the end of the day and being like drained. Yeah. So another sign that you're in a stress cycle is you feel drained at the end mm -hmm. of the day. Mm. Okay, so we have perfectionist and like having like almost feeling like things are really high, small decisions are high stakes. Mm -hmm. We have feeling drained at the end of the day versus like tired. What are some other ways you would know that you're you're living too much in the stress cycle? Yeah, so anxiety, if you have low grade anxiety, that means you're like a little bit in the stress cycle. If you have intense anxiety or panic attack, even that's like your stress cycle is really getting activated, mm -hmm. but basically it doesn't feel good. <laughs> and when you're in the stress cycle, your breathing is more shallow. So you can even just check, you know, if you're like, am I in the stress cycle or not? Just like, am I breathing into my belly? That can be an indicator. Sometimes for all of us, it manifests like a little bit differently. So you want to start to just pay attention to what are your cues. Sometimes for me, if I'm super impatient with myself or others, that can be an indicator. So it's fight or flight, which basically is like fear and anger. Flight is fear and fight is anger. So being scared or anxious or stressed or impatient or frustrated, those are all indicators that you're in a stress cycle. And you mentioned that anxiety was a big part of your journey. I'm curious how, how that looked, what that looked like for you and what you did about it. Yeah, so I used to be anxious. This is my guess, 90% of the time. I was just one of these people. And initially, I had no idea. I was just like, this is life. <laughs> I think it started pretty young for me. 
And so it wasn't like all of a sudden I went from, you know, being grounded and centered to anxious. I was just always, for as long as I can remember, I was really anxious. So when I started to learn about the stress cycle and started to work with my stress cycle, I had no idea I was in it. And an example would be, I remember I used to work at a nonprofit and one time I was going to a meeting with a colleague of mine and we were late. And that is a trigger for me, still is to this day. I'm much better with it than I was then, but that's a trigger that sends me into a stress cycle. So you can start to learn what are your triggers that send you into, that are likely to send you into a stress cycle. So you can prepare for them. But for me, being late is one. And I remember going to this meeting and my colleague was not stressed because she knew if we were five minutes late, nobody was going to die. And we weren't going to lose our jobs and end up homeless or whatever my brain was offering me to, you know, make it, make the stress cycle run. And I was mad at her. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with her? We're late. Like, why is she not running? We need to run to the meeting. And so I was just in this stress all of the time. And I actually didn't, well, my first step in healing was I burnt out completely. I quit the nonprofit job and I moved to an ashram and studied yoga. And I ended up moving there for two years. So living, doing yoga every day, doing different meditations, thoughts, what thoughts are you thinking? And that was my first step in healing was doing a ton of this yogic related spiritual work. And that started to shift things where I started to understand my thoughts. I started to understand how my thoughts were influencing me. And I started to learn, I, I, another indicator of how intensely stressed I was, was I hated Shavasana, you know, the pose at the end where you lie on your back. I fucking hated it because I was just stressed. And then my kind of addiction to not deal with the stress is busyness and workaholism and perfectionism. That was like, I never, you know, the patriarchy really groomed me well. So I was like, I can't be an alcoholic. So I'll just, although I did kind of in my twenties, like sometimes blackout drunk on the weekends, but I knew it was not socially acceptable for me to drink on the week night. So my drug of choice was like this busyness, always doing, always working, always volunteering, all the things. So when I started, if I would be happy to do Shavasana if it was a really intense yoga class and I was just exhausted, but if it was a more gentle class, I hated it. And when I went moved to the ashram, we were doing Shavasana every day because <laughs> the style of yoga always ended in Shavasana. And I hated just lying there and being in my body and just feeling the stress, not having the busyness and not having the chat with a friend or whatever would distract me from that feeling. And then living there for two years, doing it every day, I started to develop a different relationship with my body and a different relationship with lying down and resting. And I started to learn how to relax the kind of yoga I did. They would kind of lead you through a guided relaxation and be like, invite your feet to relax. And again, I was so stressed that it would be like, it's not working. I'm inviting, they are not relaxing. <laughs> but with time, I started to work on it and slowly get to a place where I was a little bit more relaxed. So that was my first step. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing that people listening 
we'll hear like, oh, she burnt out and then spent two years in an ashram. And some people are like, okay, that sounds great. Like count me in. But other people are like, maybe that sounds great, but I'm not, that's not, that's not my path. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And what, what are, I'm assuming you have some suggestions on how to complete the stress cycle and also address burnout that don't involve like totally (laughs) yeah that was my journey I was like 22 I had a little bit of savings you know I come from a privileged place in the world and I didn't have kids I didn't have a partner and so it was the right decision for me but I know that's totally not the right decision for other people so if you do not want to move to an ashram which I totally plug Yashodra Ashram where I lived for two years. It's amazing. Take a course there if you want to. It's in British Columbia, Canada. Um, But if you don't want to do that, there, there are so many ways to work with it. So one preventative way is moving your body every day, even before you get into the stress cycle. You can move your body after, once you're in it, that can be a way to complete it. But we have been taught, we've been fed this message that exercises for like losing weight and having the perfect body and all this patriarchal bullshit, which I'm not into, but you can exercise and that can be going for a walk, can be dancing to your favorite song, swimming, whatever you love, whatever feels good. One of the the things about completing the stress cycle is like your body knows. Your body's like, I like this. (laughs) It feels good. So whatever feels good to your body, whether it's walking or dancing or running or stretching or yoga, all they all work. And some of them just based on our trauma and our triggers and all of the things are going to work better for you. So for me, one of the things that's super effective is I watch these YouTube videos with the fitness marshal, who's this cart dance cardio guy. Me and my friends used to do that. (laughs) And it's so good because laughter, laughter also completes the stress cycle. So he's funny. He's like making jokes and then you're dancing. The music's good. Your favorite song can even help you complete the stress cycle. Just listening to it. If it makes you feel better, it's working. And so that for me, because I love dance and he makes me laugh, that's like a win, win, win. Whereas for other people, maybe they are sensitive and they just want to go for a walk in the forest and the forest just calms them down. If that's you, do that. Even um, reading a book or watching a TV show, our emotions mirror the emotions of the characters. And so if you watch an arc and there is like a resolution, the character goes through some sort of stress cycle, they go through some sort of challenging event and there's a resolution. That- watch any shows that are currently bingeable on any of the streaming services because they don't end in the resolution right and like a in like an instigation point right 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 so yeah that's not gonna yeah there's a lot of shows that are not gonna help you complete the stress cycle (laughs) right now but there are you know youtube videos sometimes or actually there's research there's research cat videos help you com- there's like a scientific study <laughs> that says cat videos reduce anxiety it's it's been published you can google it i can't remember who did the study now but there's like scientific data that cat videos will help you complete the stress cycle so just notice what your body is even drawn to Because I think sometimes you can say, oh, I'm like, because if it's a comedy, comedy shows are usually good. They usually don't end in some crazy cliffhanger that makes you really stressed. So, you know, 
I even had a client once who was like, oh my God, we were talking about this and she's like, oh my God, I've been watching so much Golden Girls and I've been beating myself up for it, but really it's been helping me complete my stress cycle. So starting to just notice what you're drawn to and you wanna have a combination of things that you're just doing on a regular basis, even if you're not stressed. So maybe you wanna go for a walk every day or maybe you wanna watch a funny TV show or listen to a funny podcast every day. Those kinds of things that are ongoing preventative. And then when you're feeling the stress, when you're feeling the weight of the world, when you're trying, another indicator that you're in it is, as you said, you know, you're looking at the to-do list and you're avoiding it all, or you're avoiding one thing in particular, that indicates you're probably in a stress cycle. So in that moment of procrastination, can you watch something funny or go for a walk? Do one of the things, hugs, hugging your animals, your fur babies, if, if that's who's around. Kissing can help complete the stress cycle. Masturbation, sex with, the, you know, healthy sex, obviously, consensual sex. All of these things can help you. So you get to figure out which of the things feel best, and those are the ones for you. Mm -hmm. I like what this is making me think of is um, my, it's been interesting, like having an adult relationship with my mom. We went through a period of like, we didn't, we mm -hmm. weren't in a relationship for, I don't know, five years or something. And then like coming back and having a relationship and like seeing my anxious patterns and like her anxious patterns. Right. One of the things that we used to talk about is like the importance of of not having productive procrastination because what would happen is like you're procrastinating doing this one thing or like this one project and so instead of that you're doing this other thing that like kind of falls in the productive category for a mm -hmm. lot of entrepreneurs that could be tinkering around on canva or like oh this feels like oh, i'm doing something yeah. productive and but i'm yeah. like procrastinating branding have you heard it that versus term? Like, why don't you just like go do something you enjoy? It's like yes. what you're doing is actually break. moving the needle forward in your business, yeah. but like it, it like it's feeding into this. Like, well, I'm I'm still doing something. I'm still like yes. keeping busy. So like, why not just work on the art project instead of like procrastinating? Right. Doing, doing this thing that's about. draining. It's not moving the needle, but you feel kind of good at the end of the day, even though you didn't do the hard thing that would actually. Mm -hmm make a change, but you didn't let yourself take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Or just do something fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get some of my best business idea. I really like walking. Well, I'm a pandemic walker. I never used to walk, go for walks, mm. but like the pandemic changed my life. Now I go for walks. And now, even though, you know, things are opening up here again, I'm still walking because it's become a habit mm -hmm. from that time. But yeah, I get some of my best ideas on a walk when I'm not trying, I'm not trying to think of a good marketing idea. It just literally comes in my brain. Yeah. Showering can help you complete the stress cycle. Warm mm -hmm. water, if that feels good to you, a bath, anything that feel like your body will know feels comforting. Mm -hmm. feels good. So I'm curious how this plays into increasing your income. Yeah. So your example is perfect, right? You can be working 10 hours a day, procrastinate branding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're not calling the person who you think should be your client. You're not pitching yourself to be on a podcast. You're not doing those things, whatever the thing is for you that feels really scary, but also is going to result in money. Yeah. So, so as you complete the stress cycle, 
you're gonna feel ready to take on those more difficult tasks that are gonna be more lucrative is texting your good friend and saying, hey, I have a couple slots open. Do you know anyone who would be a good fit? All the things that feel like a little uncomfortable, but also work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, another thing is, when you go, let's say you do consultations with prospective clients, if you go into that call and you're in a stress cycle, when you're on that call, mm. it's probably not going to go that well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you're going to try and convince, maybe you're going to be graspy and try to convince because you're like stressed that you're not making enough money and you're going to try and convince the client. Like, I think it's actually super important when you're doing a sales call or even doing a video marketing podcast whatever you're writing a post even however you get the word out to your people the energy is gonna be different yeah when you're in a well, stress cycle like the, the subtle cues that you're giving off between video of i mean we're we're subconsciously so smart yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. people, like with the mirror neurons, suddenly they're like copying your like little nervous tics yes. and then they're feeling stressed out and like, they're yeah, not gonna they're, hire you. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to feel drawn. We feel drawn when you even think about the celebrities that we feel drawn to. Part of the reason we feel drawn to them is because they're in their body. They're not there. I mean, obviously everyone gets nervous, but they're able to go on a talk show mostly <laughs> this is not a rule but and stay present stay grounded and we're like oh, you know we relate to them we feel drawn to that partially it's like the authenticity and being themselves and partially it is that they're grounded Another thing that can help you complete the stress cycle is even just acknowledging that you're stressed. Yeah. It seems counterintuitive, mm -hmm. but you know, like, cause I'm thinking about the celebrity thing is like, even when, if they go on a talk show and they're nervous and they say, Oh my God, I'm so nervous. Mm -hmm. Somehow that shifts things. They're owning it. They're in reality and then you trust them. But when you're in a stress cycle, but you're trying to pretend to be this confident business owner, yeah, we can smell that shit. <laughs> we can smell the inauthenticity of that. So it flavors everything when you're in it. It flavors all your marketing, all your sales, all the things. And then when you're out of it, yeah, you just have more access to your creative thinking. You're out of the box. You're going to have a solution come in sometimes to something you've been wrestling with. And you know how that happens. Like you're in the shower mm -hmm. and you'll be like, oh, that's what I do with that challenging client. Or that's what I do about that accounting issue. Or that's what I do about, you know, marketing this next launch mm -hmm. because when you're grounded and you're you're in that rest and digest state you can have all of these genius ideas come in and even recognizing them as genius ideas because when you're in a stress cycle you might even have the same idea but you're like that's not going to work I have to get it perfect. I have to do it right. So you might even have that same idea come in, but if you're grounded, you can, the idea comes in and you're like, I'm a genius. <laughs> Let's do it. That. Yeah. Uh, one that I, I always think about is, is if you're, let's say you're at 50% capacity for your business and you are really stressing out about it and making like filling your time with a lot of things, because we're kind of just trained to fill up those 40 hours right. a week then how we're subconsciously going to block ourselves from getting any other clients in. Cause if you're at 50% capacity and you feel busy and stressed out now, how, right. could you, how could you possibly take on more clients or how could you possibly take on more responsibility or how could you possibly like accept, bring in more opportunities? Because 
you can't double, like if you feel stressed out now, you don't want double the amount of stress. So it's, it's such an important, it's such an important project for us to like, how do we actually make everything we do in our business as easeful and pleasurable as possible now? Because that's what's actually going to bring in the more because we have the space in our everything. Right. It's like a vacuum, (laughs) like the universe abhors a vacuum, right? You have this like beautiful spot for a new client or 10 new clients or whatever it is to come in versus, yeah, this frantic manic thing that like, I have to say, like, we are socialized to do this. The patriarchy socializes us, this industrialist culture. Like it's, I I don't want anyone to feel ashamed if they are in that, because I totally was probably for the first like two or three years of my business, like exclusively, (laughs) almost exclusively in that. And, you know, even being in Simone Soul's mastermind, the sovereign business mastermind, one of the things, and there are a lot of badass entrepreneurs in that room. And one of the things people have been struggling with the most is rest, Mm, vacations, Mm -hmm. closing the laptop at four. Like, so, so, you know, I, I just, I don't want to shame anyone who's there because it's like, you were socialized to do this. You were told you're a good girl or you're a good person or you're a good entrepreneur if you hustle. And there's this other way that's more, um, you know, cyclical and spacious and, you know, this, this other kind of magical option mm-hmm. where you can actually rest more and make more money. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, during the pandemic and like, you know, <laughs> Fingers crossed, we're like moving out of pandemic land, you know? I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you, yeah. But for a business owner who's like, yes, I'm, I'm trying to create a lot of spaciousness in my business and rest in my business and like vacation time in my business. And also there's a pandemic happening. I'm locked away in my house. I can't actually go to the places. Like I, like, I feel so much um, compassion to that because I'm a really high energy person. Like like Mm. naturally higher energy person, extremely creative person. So like, even I, I just went on a, a, like a girl's trip to Tulum and like half the group, like they just wanted to spend the entire time, like at the beach and like day drinking. And like the other half of the group, like we, we went on all of like, we went on a bunch of tours and like hikes and like all these things and like nothing wrong with either group, but there is a group of people where it's like, like, I, I like to be doing things. Like, I, I love yeah. to be like exploring and stuff. So like during the pandemic, when you're, you're like, oh, but I should be putting rest in my business, but like, I don't fucking want to lay on my bed all day. <laughs> right. And there's, there aren't a lot of other options. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, yeah, no, and there's, and no, there's no to point that. to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what we've gone through in the past couple of years is a collective trauma. Yeah. If you have trauma, from before that PTSD or childhood trauma or something like that, it's probably going to have brought that back up. Mm-hmm. And so it, it mental health, people's mental health have, you know, there's been a serious documented uptick yeah. in, you know, the need for mental health services. And, and so, yeah, I think this, it's not about, we're not trying to deny the realities of what the pandemic has, you know, the impact it's had. And depending on your life and even your personality, you know, in some ways, like I'm an introvert. So it was obviously, it wasn't amazing for me. I lost some of the things that were important to me, but also I like being by myself <laughs> and I like going for walks alone. So, you know, it impacted us all differently, but, but we don't want to deny, I don't think denying reality is helpful or positive thinking, you know, about things that are challenging. That's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. 
but it is about acknowledging all of that and then saying okay maybe if i go for a walk i'm gonna feel a little bit better i mean i think we all need more reasons to move our bodies on a regular basis so (laughs) yeah yeah so like fuck weight loss i mean if you love weight loss go for it you know if Mm. that's i'm not saying you know you should never have that goal but I just think there's a hyper, hyper focus on that in this society that's unhealthy. But yeah, move your body for fun. Move your body so it feels good. Mm-hmm. And stop when yeah. you are tired. Yeah. This is not about more is better. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the beauty of movement, right? It's like it actually makes it so that you get tired and you're not just like wired at the end, wired, but tired, twired at the end of the day. <laughs> twired. New word. Love New words. It. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was so good. I want to ask you a couple of my favorite closing questions for guests. The first one is what are some of the favorite, the most high, the books that you recommend to the most people the most often that you want to share Ooh, most people the most often okay we should all be millionaires by rachel rogers you have not read this book i'm like buying it for everybody and forcing everyone well doing my best (laughs) to Mm -hmm. force people to read it it's so good it's about women building wealth in a way that's ethical in a way that makes the world a better place and any marginalized person really she i think she says like the book is for anyone who's not like a cis white man if it's a cis white man there guess what there's a hundred books on making money for you this this (laughs) is the book for those of us who don't fall into that category it's so good and I don't know. I guess I'll say Operating Instructions by Anne Lamott is amazing. It's the what is story. that about? Uh, it's a memoir. It's the first year of her son's life. Mm-hmm. And she is someone who struggled with alcoholism and eating disorders. And what I love about her writing is that she's so honest so brutally honest of about what it is to be someone who has anxiety and reading that book just made me feel so much less alone like she'll say things like i now understand child abuse and why people do it (laughs) and she's like i'm not there i'm not doing it but i am having the thoughts that if this baby does not stop screaming something Mm -hmm. bad is gonna happen She's just so out there of what it's like, honest about what it's like to be someone with anxiety and reading that book was just like a healing for me and being like, oh my God, I'm not the only one having, mm-hmm. having these thoughts. It's okay. And, and yeah, just gave me some solace. Have you ever read the book, but first we must make, make the beast beautiful or something like that? Oh, I've heard of it. No, I haven't read it, but I think like a client read it or something. Because someone recommended Um, it to me. It's like memoir slash, yeah, first we make the beast beautiful. It's like memoir of someone or or like a journalist who has, uh, who's bipolar and has anxiety and has OCD and like her, her story, but she is a, an a investigative journalist. So it's like, it's layered with like so tons of cool. studies. Highly recommend it for anyone with mental health stuff, because just kind of reading and she's an, a beautiful writer. So to, to see inside someone's brain with all, it's so good. I Love think you would, would appreciate I'm such a memoir junkie. I was actually, I was supposed to interview this amazing memoir coach today, but we had to reschedule. But I'm like, I'm like obsessed. I have like on my desk, two memoirs just sitting there. It's my favorite. I love like this kind of creative nonfiction field because I feel like I learn so much, Mm, but it's not boring like a... (laughs) dry textbook that's just like are you meeting are you meeting a memoir coach because you want to write a memoir or some other reason 
I am having her on my podcast, the Trauma Informed Witch Podcast, which I will plug now. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's an amazing podcast. You should definitely listen to it. I have like, I don't know, 50 pages written, but I'm not focused on the memoir right now. So I think it'll, it'll get born at some point. I don't know when there's a lot of the struggle for me. And part is what do I want to share? What do I want to keep private? I have some trauma from my childhood. So I'm kind of, it's on the back burner right now because I'm still figuring all that out. It doesn't feel like something that can just be born quickly. Yeah. But I'm super excited to talk to her. She um, ran this workshop on women writing memoir that was so eye-opening and just like, I was like, oh, I'm not the only, again, it was like, oh, I'm not the only one who's struggling with what do I say? What do I not say? How do I work with this? There's experts for this. Yes. So (laughs) I may hire her at some point. Um, That's good. I really want to write a book and I know I'm going to write books. I'm just, it's always something where I have to like dampen my own creative. Right. You have so many different things you want to do at once yeah like then this directly relates to what we talked about today because I can like really easily be like and I want to write a book and I want to do this other thing and I want to do this like and so my my meditation is always like how do I just take away all of the things right do less how can this be easy and fun and simple or how do I do more in other areas of my life like, right. how do I do more in nature? How do I do more in my relationship? How do I do more? instead of like more creative projects and more right instead projects. of like 14 things? <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah. 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 Those are my those are the records. I'm going to go on the record. Okay. With. I love it. And then um, what have been what's been your favorite purchase recently for business and for pleasure? So I buy so many books, but I'm not going to say that. Um, I feel like right now my purchases are really about time, getting my time back, whether it's business or personal. So just even this is so this maybe sounds so lame, but just like buying the expensive gas that's like right on the highway versus like going and finding the cheaper gas like paying for convenience for me right now i think is a shift an up level in me and also just makes me feel amazing too you know get whatever i want on the menu that's going to be healthy as opposed to like penny pinching i'm really about anything that is gonna save me time give me time i'm ready to pay the the premium for those kinds of things isn't that isn't that such a fun shift to be in when you because for a lot of us we put money first like where we go through where like money is always the first and then you start being like when you start making more money or at least get to the, get a coach that asks you these questions. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, am I actually prioritizing my values over my money? You know, yeah. like, am I actually valuing money over my values or my values over money? And that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, I'm trying to think of like something exciting for you that I've bought. All I can think of are books, but okay. yeah, just anything, just, yeah, I think that saving me time, I'm willing to pay, willing to pay the upcharge for things that are just convenient and easy and bring more ease and spaciousness into my life. I, I, I did that yesterday with like going to the grocery, the smaller grocery store by my right. house instead of larger grocery store I I just didn't want to deal with the the larger grocery store and the fluorescent lighting and all of that and it's like this this store is Maui groceries it's like it's a it's a whole thing but 
being like, I'm, I'm, I realize that this is all of this is 50% more at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. more money, but it gives you a sense of peace and you're going to take that into your business. And it just gives you a sense of peace. And that is kind of the purpose. Yeah. Like that's kind of why we're here in some ways to be in the moment and to, mm -hmm. to access that peace. So it's worth it. And sometimes you have the, you know, it's not saying you should never go to the big, like, it's not saying you should never go to the big grocery store. Sometimes you can have a fun adventure and go to the big grocery store and it can, it can feel good too, but allowing all those things that it's like, when you want to do something, you're like, Oh, I have my period. I really want to go to the smaller grocery store because it's right there and I'm tired and I don't, you know, or even if you don't, you don't even have to have your period. You're just like, I'm not up for the fluorescent lights today. Letting yourself do those things rather than always, always doing it the hard way. You do not always have to do it the hard way. Yeah. You don't, or not even, you don't always have to, it's like, you don't have to do it. The hard yeah. Way. Well, thank you so much, friend. This is so good. Where can people find you on the internet and how can they work with you and go deeper with you? Yeah. So I already said the trauma informed witch podcast it's on Apple, Spotify, everywhere, all the, it's on like eight things. My Instagram is at Bryn underscore Bamber. So that's B-R-Y-N underscore B-A-M as in mother, B as in Bob, E-R. And my website is BrynBamber.com. Oh, and my new fun place that I'm super excited about is the Trauma Informed Witchcraft Facebook group. It's oh. free. It's like my favorite place on the internet and it's witchy and stress cycle completing. And we're talking, you know, this month we're focusing on sex. We're going to talk about all different topics, but from a witchy kind of perspective. So if you want to hang out with me, that's one of my favorite places right now. Awesome. I love it. Thanks so much, Bryn. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Awesome. Bye, everyone.